In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Christ is coming to us to save us. Christ will come again. That is the voice that Christ, through His church, gives to us as we enter into the blessed season of Advent. Christ is coming to save us, and Christ will come again. And so we live in this season very intentionally toward both. We set our souls very intentionally toward both. You see in the divine liturgy itself, in the Mass, the simplification of things. The organ, you notice, has not been playing. The tones of the Mass are simpler in tone. We've darkened our colors to the penitential, to show the poverty of spirit, showing our great longing out of our great need for our Savior to come. My friends, our life through Advent must match what you're seeing in Mass. And you're going to have to fight against a world that forever, from Thanksgiving to Christmas, has been giving you the exact opposite message. Busy yourselves. Hurry up, shoppers. Go out and flood the markets. Be busy. Do this. Do that. Christ, through His church, says two beautiful words. Slow down. Slow down. Let me help you clear out some of the junk so you can truly be receivers of me and my salvation. This is the word that our Lord Jesus Christ gives to us during Advent. And that's why we see what we see in the Mass so that we go live what we experience in the Mass throughout Advent. So that our souls might be prepared for His coming to save and His coming to bring us all, every soul to Himself on the last day. That we might be found with oil in our lamps. You know, last Sunday, Father James helped us with both a posture and a practice for the sake of the healing of our souls during this glorious season of Advent. And today, I will tell you, is going to be very much a continuation in the thought of what he brought to us last week. I plagiarize everybody. This is a good thing in our church. It's what we do. We hand down. We don't make this stuff up. Last week, Father James told us that St. Paul in 1 Corinthians 11 taught us these words. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. It's critically important that we understand what this means. And so Father James shared with us a wonderful, the church's perspective on what it means to judge ourselves. And he said to judge ourselves means this. It means to come into agreement with the very mind and perspective and wisdom of Christ over the true condition of our soul, the true condition of our soul. How? We place ourselves before Him in intimate fellowship where we invite Him to examine us, to show us the fallenness within us that's preventing us from the experience of truly who He is. And is also preventing us from the grand experience of all the benefits of the kingdom of God that he has brought so very near to us. And what he reveals to us, what he brings to the surface, what he shines a light on. He doesn't show us these things so that he can go, ha, now I can punish you. Like some sadistic being who would take people who are suffering 
And he wants to alleviate their suffering, but instead, like a sadistic being, he draws it to the surface so he can inflict more suffering. It's amazing to me sometimes how the whisper of Satan and his deceits gets into the ear of us all. And we need to be very weary of how we are perceiving God, Christ our God at any given moment. No, what God, through Christ, by the Holy Spirit, reveals to us, what He brings to the surface as we examine Him, letting Him judge us now, it's bringing to the surface those things that He wants to and delights in removing from us because with compassion in His heart, Christ aches over the condition that those things are causing, the sufferings that those things are causing deep in our souls and in our lives and flowing other, over to the lives of others. He reveals in order to heal. If He shows us the great depths of which we have been lowered by our fallenness, it is with the express purpose of raising us up to His glory. As Father James said last week, and it's so important for us to see, that if we cooperate, co cooperate with Christ our God in His judgment of us now, it's to this end always that we experience the unfathomable, unmeasurable mercy of God towards us, covering these things He's illuminated. And if this happens throughout our lives, if we allow ourselves to judge ourselves by allowing Christ to judge us now, where will the condemnation be in the end? There will be the continuation of the divine mercy of God given to His beloved children. Because the incarnation, the Word of God becoming flesh so that we might become like God, it was not to come down and punish. It was to come and rescue. It was to come and lift up and to gather us to Himself and embrace us as sons and daughters once again. Elevating us to himself. And so we were given a suggested spiritual discipline last week for Advent that I emailed out to everyone this week. And I pray we do this beyond this season. That we be about a true self-examination practice where God may reveal to us the cause of our sufferings. And then also through a litany of penance. We might see the mercy of God given through the ages to so many. So that it leads us to the mercy of God that's given to us in the today. We need to be about these examinations and these litanies. The church gives us the eyes to see Christ with. And the church teaches us that Christ, and we need to see Him this way, we say it all the time, but do we really approach Him like this? That Christ is the great physician of the soul. So here on the first Sunday of Advent, I want to take everything that we've just been reminded of and everything that we just talked about and I want to place it in these terms, in this framework about judging ourselves, letting God judge us, examine us as if we are going to a great physician. Seeing Jesus as our great physician is deeply, deeply rooted in our faith and it reveals to us the appropriate, right, and true nature of our Lord Jesus Christ at the same time, it provides a framework and context of the real relationship with Him that He brings. That brings salvation and healing to our soul. Jesus says this about Himself in the Gospel of St. Mark in chapter 2. When Jesus said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, 
but those who are sick. I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. As the physician of the soul, he ministers repentance to us so that he might administer mercy and healing. He is this great physician. He came because we were sick in our soul. And this great physician comes out of his compassion, yes, to show us our sickness, but also to bind us up with his healing bandages, to give us the exact prescribed path and medication that would bring healing to the soul, which immediately diminishes the sufferings caused by all of those maladies within us. Now, to really get this, let's take just a journey using that. It's not an analogy. We're going to use an analogy to go along with it to see very clearly the ministry of Christ and what he longs to do for us. We're going to use the analogy of a sick person, a body, someone who has a bodily illness that goes to a physician. Now, all of us will admit this. You and I know when we are sick. You and I know when something is very wrong with our bodies. In God's incredible and wonderful design of our bodies, you have to understand that pain is going to sound weird. That pain is a gift. It's not that we desire pain. Don't hear me say that. It's not that we should desire sufferings. But the pain of the body is a gift. Because that pain indicates to us something's not right and we need help. Something's not right. We need this to go away. And so our suffering triggers us to go where? We go to our trusted physician. We go to our trusted physician. Why? To find help with our pain and suffering and to find healing of the body which makes the suffering go away. And so before we go to the doctor, we already know some of our symptoms and we've taken stock of them. Maybe we have 101 fever. Maybe we have a cough. Maybe we have a sore throat. Maybe we have certain bodily aches and pains that if we move a certain way, it hurts very badly. So we take note of those symptoms. And then we go into the doctor's office and what do we do? We share authentically our sufferings. We share with him the symptoms. This hurts. I'm in pain here. What are our symptoms? Anger, unforgiveness, lack of faithfulness to God, idolatry. I could go over so many symptoms that are causing us pain. And we share our sufferings there in the doctor's office with our physician. And what does he do? He's listening. But guess what else he's going to do? Now that you've shared it and he's taken note, he's going to do a further examination. He's going to check things that you couldn't check at home. He's going to look at areas of the body and look at things you haven't thought to look for based on what you described. And he's going to begin to make all of those connections. And during that time in the doctor's office, he's going to see sufferings you didn't know about and make connections as far as where that suffering is coming from that you could not perceive yourself because he's the one that has the wisdom. And now with all of this being brought to the light in the doctor's office, the wisdom and the experience and the care of the physician tells us precisely what is going wrong with our bodies and what, how it's producing the suffering. And the physician then prescribes for us a path of healing. 
a path of healing and restoration of order to the body so that as we go about that path of healing and as our bodies are being healed, what's, what's happening with the suffering that the symptoms are causing? It's diminishing. It's growing smaller and smaller over time. I just shared with you the daily Christian relationship with Christ. It must be this. We're invited into this constant throw of salvation. This constant throw of the divine healing work of Christ and the administration of His mercy over that which is bringing us great suffering that is coming from within the soul that is still broken from the fall of man. That analogy is the truth. It is the life of the Christian who is in the throes of the divine healing ministry and salvation of our loving Savior. And if we are not coming to Christ like this, if we have not yet opened our heart and soul to the great physician like we're describing today, then we all need to recognize that we have believed some form of a lie that the great liar has etched into our mind regarding our Lord Jesus Christ. Something he's taught us about God or and ourselves that's a twisting of the truth or an outright fabrication designed to blur our view of who God truly is and all that he came to do for each one of our individual souls. The Lord, his name is healing. He's the one who came to the sick with the express divine purpose of bringing healing and relief to them. So the life of the disciple, the life of God's beloved children, is the daily life of going to this physician with our symptoms, allowing Christ to further examine us, receiving the prescriptions that heal, and then so importantly, not just to receive the prescriptions, but to take them. How many of you, and I know we actually do this from time to time, we're all guilty of this from time to time, how many of you go to the doctor, receive prescriptions, and they refuse to take the medication? We do this spiritually. We have to be, as the scriptures say, not hearers only, but doers of what he writes into us, what he prescribes for us. <clears throat> and now, from all of this picture, we should see even more clearly what Jesus really means when he says these words that we hear in the comfortable words every Mass from St. Matthew chapter 11, the invitation, come to me. All you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. My friends, we are going to have to get past seeing that invitation as it being this. Come to me and I will pat you on your little head and I will give you the nice warm hug you've ever had. And I will tell you that everything is all right. Everything is not all right. It's not all right, which is why the suffering continues. We are weary. We are heavy laden from a very real fallenness. We are suffering from very real illnesses within our souls. And he is saying, come to me with those sufferings and I will help you. I will help you see why it is that you're suffering. And we will grapple together. And I will be the one that bears the heaviest load, giving you healing and mercy if you'll just stay with me. I will give you prescriptions of medication for what ails you, 
medicine that will bring healing and relief to your soul. I am here to heal your disease. Everything is not fine within you. So let me be who I am. Let me heal you as your great physician. And then you will know my rest. Let us practice, press into this in the blessed season of Advent so that it becomes a permanent reality in our journey with Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.